Welcome, listeners, to our patron preview of X2. Since the discovery of their existence, mutants have been regarded with fear, suspicion, often hatred. Drop the knives and put your hands in the air. I can't. Are they the next link in the evolutionary chain? Or simply a new species of humanity fighting for their share of the world? What do you need, William? Just your authorization for a special operation, Mr. President. We've managed to gather evidence of a mutant training facility in the upstate New York. This facility is a school. So, X2, released in 2003, starring, here we go again, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, Halle Berry, Famke Janssen, James Marsden, Anna Paquin, Rebecca Romaine, and how about Brian Cox and Alan Cumming? That'll it, do. It is almost worth Famke Jansen being, being in this movie just so you have to stumble over her name. It is. I'll go Famke next time. Famke. <laughs> Directed by uh, Brian Singer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. So this film was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records as the widest film release, having opened on May the 2nd, 2003, on 3,741 screens on the same day. Surely that's been overtaken by now. I'm looking up at trivia for X2. That's that's all I know. I don't know. I just can't imagine that there hasn't been like a Harry Potter or a Star Wars or something bigger than X2, even Avengers, that hasn't opened more on more screens at the same day. X2 was pretty big back in 2003. Was it? $110 million budget, made 214 or nearly $215 million in America. It was the ninth highest for the year and made $407 million worldwide, making it ninth for the year. Yeah, so it's ninth for the year. Like, that's not that massive. That's, that's big. No, Top 10 for the year. Is that not big? It's big, but there were eight <laughs> movies that year alone that were bigger. What about every other year? Those films didn't have to have 3,700 uh, screens. Hmm. So Halle Berry at this time. She just won her Academy Award for Monsters Ball. Yeah, great movie. But you look at like the posters and stuff, and it is her and Hugh Jackman very hmm. much highlighted on the front. She's really not in it that much. Like, she wasn't. She wasn't actually going to be in it a lot at the start. They actually went. They they actually did a rewrite of this film just so she could have more screen time. Really? Yeah, she was going to do Geely instead of this, but she dropped out to come back and play Storm. Wow! Can you imagine going from Monsters Ball to Geely? Um, uh, no. It's like going from Monsters Ball to Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. So this is where we start to get the the buff Jackman coming up. He oh, actually, yeah. He's, yeah. De- he's definitely spent some time in the gym now and looking quite fine, if I do say so myself. Yep. He was given a nutritionist this time around, and he actually gained 20 pounds of muscle to get, uh, come back as Wolverine here. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. It shows. He looks, he looks great. Absolutely. And this film does have an average of 7.5 over 472,000 ratings. That is 0.1 higher than 7.4. Thank you for that math lesson, Dean. Why don't we get into it? Holy shit, I did not know that this film went for two hours and 15 minutes. What the fuck? I put this on thinking, all right, smash this out quickly. Yeah, Here we cool go. cool hour 40, maybe. Yeah, two hours <laughs> and 15? I was like, what does this movie Why? have to tell in Why two hours and 15 that? minutes? Seriously. It was not off to a good start when I saw that. Until we saw that White House scene with Nightcrawler. That was a great scene. Great opener. Yeah, this undoubtedly is a great opening. Once we get past the boring Professor X voiceover, of course. And the old school 2000s uh, CGI opening title again. Yes, yes. Very reminiscent of... No, nah, we did that last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, it is great. I love I love that if you don't know that the character of Nightcrawler is a teleporter, you genuinely are made to think it's more than one person. Are you? Yeah. And even the guard says... 
Um, like there's more than one of them and they look around because he's just everywhere at the same time. It's really, really good. And I just think the way it's it's shot, the way it's edited, it's really quick. The, the effect of him like turning into dust yeah. and all that slow motion stuff, especially when he gets into the actual Oval Office, it's really, really good. Yeah. Like it's suspenseful. It's really dark. Like I didn't expect it. Like um, I got my son Ethan to watch this first scene and at the point where he's got the dagger and he's mm. about to kill I was like, gee, this is... This is full on, and it's really, really good. Nah, great start. I was thoroughly impressed with this. Did you notice, though, that he ha- he starts off with, like, white skin? No. Oh, it's really odd. Like, when you first see him, you can see scars on his face, and he's got a much paler complexion, and then by the end of it, he is full on dark blue. No, I didn't notice that. I found it really odd. Oh, okay. My first nitpick of the night. <laughs> Won't be your last, I take it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now, we're straight back into this Wolverine origin story leading on immediately after the first X-Men movie, which yeah. I did like. Like, they kept that going. Yeah, it's like just yeah, basically telling you that we are going... It's basically a straight continuation from the, yeah. the first one. How horrendously bad is this green screen here? We're in the snow. Oh, you didn't notice? When I wasn't paying that much attention to it. When he's walking through the mountains and you first see him like look down on the lake, it is... Oh, it is really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Honestly, it's... There's no more of it. There's no more oh, thank God. bad green screen I noticed or bad CGI from memory, but this this shot is really bad. <laughs> One bad thing I noticed they did get rid of was Halle Berry's accent. <laughs> they she starts talking immediately when she gets on screen. Oh, American voice again. Oh, that was that's a bit convenient, isn't it? Hmm. I mean, I don't think the accent was the worst thing about her in the first one. Uh she wasn't, she wasn't on the screen enough to warrant anything else. It was the accent that stood out. She was on the screen far too much. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we get a lot of uh, Jean Grey uh, getting her powers a bit more strengthened here. Like, she starts to freak out a little bit here in this museum. Yeah. yeah. It's an odd scene. And, like, Scott talks about how she gets nightmares. Scott. And, yeah, no, fuck that guy. Oh, I never realised how bad he was, but, man, he's horrible. <laughs> um, he talks about how the room shakes when she gets nightmares and stuff. This is obviously just setting up that there's more to her than, I guess, meets the eye. Yeah, I guess they are setting her up to take a big part in the third one as well. I think they would have had the third one in mind with this film. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. No question at all. But it's, I don't know, like it is it is good that there's there's enough set up here to warrant the story in the third one. Yeah. But it's really, real. I found it really hard to get on board with it and get excited for it when you know how it pans out in the third one. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the oh, we're going towards this, aren't we? The Dark Phoenix saga is one of the greatest X-Men stories told, and especially in the animated cartoons, it was just, I think it was like a five or six episode run. Okay. It was phenomenal, right? And everyone agrees, like absolute standout of an already great cartoon. So when you see when you see it here and you see like the red fire mm. in her eyes and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, but- Here we go. It just doesn't go anywhere where it should. Are you talking about in this movie or towards the third one? No, no, no. I actually think it was good in this movie. I thought what they did in this movie with it was good. It's just... Was it more I, of a tease? A I tease? couldn't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? It's you not a, really a tease. She fucking dies in this film. But you got to take it for this movie. Like, don't, I, don't think about the third I one. I know, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't not. <sighs> You're just like, oh, here's this great build-up and it's such a fizzle. It just... This whole and Phoenix In all fairness, let's go off on a, little tan- on a little tangent here. That's kind of how I feel about Endgame coming up. Like, if, if that doesn't resolve the story that we've got from, you know, Infinity War, it's going to it's gonna drop Infinity War, is it not? Like, are you, you going to be able to watch Infinity War after seeing Endgame? Like, yeah, but this is, I know where it's going to go. 
I mean, that's so hard to answer because I'm I'm very much I'm very much on board with the Infinity War is one movie, and I will judge that on that movie. And I know you especially are waiting to see how Endgame pans out before really heaping praise on Infinity War. So I wouldn't say that. I've given Infinity ve- War a fair amount of praise. You're very hesitant on Infinity War. But then why can't you do this with X2? Because I've already seen X3. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> oh, a big spoiler alert for next week. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like, No, we opi- know. Opi- we know. Opinions change. Like, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing Kelsey Grammer, a uh, little beast action. They're actually supposed to have a, more mutants in this movie. They're supposed to have Beast and they're supposed to have, I don't know, one of them. They're supposed to bring back um, Sabretooth and Toad in this film. There was supposed to be a big fight scene between Nightcrawler and Toad in this film. But they were like, no, nah, there is way too many mutants in this movie already. We can't have any more. It's not just that. The story is, like, full. Yeah. Like, how long do they want this movie to be? They chuck all that in and go for two and a half hours. Yeah. Stuff that. Stuff that indeed. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything on over at patreon.com slash Journey. And we've got plenty of other episodes over there, including our Die Hard series, Wes Anderson series, tons of other benefits, early access to our main show. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what movies you want us to review. Yeah, so Dean said a spot on patreon.com slash Journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits that we've got to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all.